Welcome back to the Cyber Sector 7 Podcast. I am your host, Kyle Reese, and I know it's been, what, two weeks since I've posted an episode. Um, If you go to my Instagram, you would see I talked about going bi-weekly instead of weekly. I feel like I can do better for you guys, and you deserve to have the best. So, um, doing them weekly, I haven't been putting as much time into them. I've been trying to kind of push them out. And so now doing it bi-weekly is giving me more time to record, and it's giving me more time to script out the episodes. So on Sunday nights when I do record, I'll have it ready to post Monday, and I'll have a lot more written out. I'll have a lot more research done for you guys, and I will have a lot more and better quality of a podcast for you. If it sounds a little different, um, I also, another reason, kind of a sign, I'm going bi-weekly instead of weekly is uh, my Windows machine that I primarily record on has decided to um, defecate its own pants. So I've been in the process of trying to fix that. That's just been a hassle and a half. Um, And so I decided to go out on a whim and I bought a Chromebook. And I know what you're thinking. Um, Well, if you are some hacker guy and OSINT guy, why, why would you use a Chromebook? Well, it's simple. Um, I like it. I like Android support. I like the Linux support. And most of what I do is in a browser or an Android app anyway. So when it comes to uh, doing a show or when I'm just on my downtime and I'm not working. So I figured why not go for a Chromebook? It, it's kind of everything I need right there that's not too advanced, so I'm not tempted to do anything too crazy in my free time and force myself to relax. So yeah, um, but here's for the episode. Um, I have created a series, and we're going to call this Privacy Matters. You should stay secure. So this is going to be part one, and I'm going to be going over a, a kind of a definitive guide on privacy, digital privacy, and online privacy, and why you should be private. I think we've already talked about that, but in this first episode, I am going to talk about deleting your footprint and how you can go about that. Um, This is going to be several parts in this series, and at the end, I am going to give you a project. So if you follow along with this series, and you work on that project, it should be ready, or if you've worked on that project, you should be ready for the next episode when it comes out. If you're listening to this uh, after I've released the next episode, um, that's okay. Before you listen to that next episode, listen to this one, because at the end of the episode, I'm going to give you a project, so that way we can can all kind of stay together on this. If you're having trouble with anything... Or, or you're you're trying to go about anything I'm going to tell you how to do in this series and you may be running into a problem or, or for instance if you're trying to get some of your data removed from a site or location and you're running into a problem feel free to email me I'm going to put my email down below feel free to email me and I, or DM me on Instagram those are the best ways to get in contact with me and when I check my Instagram when I'm gone uh, I will definitely try to get back to you on that Uh, i check my email very often though so it'll probably be better to email me um if you do email me please email me from a proton mail email so our communications will stay encrypted they'll stay secure on proton mail servers thanks and let's go ahead and get into this episode
let's get into this. We have a lot planned and several episodes to go over, so we're going to go ahead and start this. But first, as usual, I mean, you all know it's got to happen. I know I could have broke your ears there, but let's guess the drink. Let's guess the drink. Today, okay, go ahead, leave your comments if you can. Pause it, send me a DM, and I'll send you a thumbs up. We're gonna we're gonna give it a minute. I'm gonna tell you what the drink is. It is a Dr Pepper. Now I know I don't usually drink Dr Pepper that often, um, but I was at the grocery store today, and my wife decided it would be a good idea to get them, and I said, well, I haven't had Dr Pepper in a good good while, so screw it. I'll pick up Dr Pepper. Mm. So that's what I'm drinking today. And I think last week I can't or week before I can't remember what I drank. I think it was a Fanta or no. Maybe in a Fago. I'm not too sure. Probably Fago. I drink a lot of Fago. But decided to change it up on you guys, and I am now drinking a Dr. Pepper. Um, no, this is not sponsored by any drink. But let's go ahead and get in, get into this. We have a, a lot to cover, and it's not going to be one episode. This is going to be several episodes, and I've really tried to plan things out. Um, as usual, if you uh, feel like you have any questions or, or comments, remarks... Um, please, nice things, of course, or anything you would do better, send me a DM, send me an email, I'll try to get back to you as soon as I can, and, uh, I'll, I'll throw it in. Um, before we, we get into this, though, I do want to let you know, the engagement section that I usually do will not be as long this time, um, due to I have had a decrease in good engagement, and I haven't been posting to TikTok as much as I usually do, and that's where most of my comments come. Uh, I just haven't really had the time to sit and make the videos. I've been very busy, and I, I, I just I'm trying to get off that platform. I'm more active on Instagram, as you notice. I post pretty much daily, except the weekends, because I try to leave my social media phone off and at the office or in a Faraday cage. So we're gonna go ahead and get into this. So step one: it's time to find and delete your digital footprint. And I'm going to try to walk you through and give you a bit of a checklist here. Of And if you guys would like an actual checklist of things, please uh, let me know. And I will get started on making you a uh, an XLS spreadsheet that you can go through. Um, I think, though, on IntelTechniques.com, that's Michael Basil's show and his website, he has a great checklist for some of the things we're going to talk about. But if you guys would like to hear my perspective or get me to make one for you, I would be more than happy to put one together. So, it's time to delete and find your digital footprint. It can be a little interesting, um, and you don't realize how much data is out there on you. And We're going to kind of scratch the surface of that and kind of nip that in the butt in this episode. We're, gonna kinda, we're not going to completely delete it yet, but we're going to find it, and we're going to set up your OPSEC. We're going to set up your plan, find out what you're trying to stay private for, or maybe uh, your reasoning, and put together a plan. So... We're going to start checking what what you already have out there, and this is going to be a lot, and there's going to be a lot of ways to check this. We're going to start off with the one thing that we've probably all had for 20 years, emails. Every time you sign up for anything, what do you usually use? 99 times out of 100, you use your email, with the exception of sometimes using your phone number, which is something you need to check for as well. So you're going to want to, and there's a simple way to do this, you can uh, go on Google, put quotation mark your email and then another quotation mark and hit enter this is called google dorking 
and there are tons of different dorks, and uh, I would love to do a whole episode or maybe uh, write an article on Google dorking, but for the time being, you're going to want to look up your email. That's the first thing you're going to want to do. And if you were like me when I first got into this, uh, you're going to see several people search sites pop up. You may see several social medias pop up. Um, and it's not hard to extract that information from those sites. So that's that's important. Go ahead, click on some of these people search sites. See what they have have to say and have to offer. You may find, wow, they know who I am. They know who my father is, my mother is, my brother, my sister, my wife, my neighbors. They also have my phone number uh, that's linking to my accounts. So emails are important. Um, a little trick for you, and I did this for a while, but I managed to clean a lot of it up. Um, if you just, let's say your email is uh, hackerguy123 at gmail.com, a lot of times, people's usernames are just their email without the domain name. So, what I say, hackerman123. So, if you just take off the at gmail.com, you can put that in quotation marks. And a lot of times, you'll get usernames and accounts with that username. So, that's another way to check for your usernames. Um, any usernames you've used before that you can think of, go ahead, dork that up as well. Um, try to find those accounts, make a note of everything. I, I highly advise getting a spreadsheet out, or if you're like me, I, I just I have a notebook that I, I do these things in, and then I'll tear the page out and burn it when I'm done. Um, but that's a great way to definitely get started with that, is, is going ahead and dorking these things up, uh, finding what's kind of already out there. And that's a very surface level, and it may, it may seem very basic, but everything in this privacy series is going to be pretty tedious. It's going to be pretty long. It, it can take a while. It really can. So just before going into any anything else, know that this is going to take a while. But if you really, I reckon, I guess what I'm trying to say is if you want to be a hacker or an OSINT investigator, you need to practice what you preach. And that's why I preach privacy. So privacy matters, and we need to stay secure. So we're going to go ahead and go through this tedious process. We're going to dig up your emails, like we talked about. We're going to dig up your usernames, like we talked about. And you can also do the same thing for your phone number. Now, I know if in different regions, phone numbers are searched differently. So you may want to search your phone number with parentheses on your area code. If you're in the United States, I know... We, I don't know too much about the other countries and regions and how they set their phone numbers up, but I know in the U.S., you're, you have your region code, which is one, and then for us, it's one, and then for your um, first three digits is going to be, let's say, uh, 652 or whatever. Um, that could be in parentheses, so you're going to put parentheses and then the rest of your phone number. Try it with dashes. Try it without dashes. Try putting your phone number in tons of different ways. Uh, I, I do encourage you test it out, test it without any characters, test it with all characters possible. Go ahead, find those sites, make a note of those sites. Um, while while you're there, if it's like a people search site, go ahead and, and submit a takedown notice if you can, um, or an opt out notice, which you have the right to do if you're a U.S. citizen. Or, and I think if you're based in the U.K., you can do that now, but I'm not too sure on that. Don't quote me on that. I know they have the right to be forgotten now. Um, so the next thing you're going to want to do 
is go to that super insecure email account, probably a Gmail account that you've been using for years. Go into your saved passwords or saved accounts and just start making a note of all these. It could be hundreds. It could be 10. It could be it could be none. But make a note of all these accounts that you've signed up for and saved your password for. Make a note of all of them. It's time to start deleting those. Those are leaking your information, especially if you put real information in there. So it's time to start getting rid of those. Make a note of them. If you can, go ahead and delete them. Um, But before you delete them, there are some precautions and prerequisites we want to talk about after this. So go ahead, delete those. Um, This this part is going to get kind of interesting. There are two sites I'm going to recommend for this next part. It's, we're going to start looking into your breach data. Now, this may surprise you. There are two really easy ways to check your breach data. Um, one is paid. One is free. Now, I'm not going to, to recommend you going out and getting the breach data. That can be a little dangerous at times, and I wouldn't always recommend doing that. But if that's what you'd like to do, go ahead. Go get the breach data. Um, but how we're going to do it is with a site called HaveIBeenPwned.com. You can go there, you can input your, recently they added your phone number, or you can input, I think they have a password section now where you can input your password, or you can input your email, all separately, you're not going to be doing all this at the same time, that would be a little bit dangerous, but you're going to be able to see what breaches those have popped up in, and what leaks and data breaches and things like that, what has, has been leaked with that information and that is very very important to understand because you may see uh, I was in a breach that released my email um, my password and my IP address so I knew that password needed to be burned so I went I changed that password Um, but that's what we're gonna kinda look out for the paid service I'm going to talk about is a site called dehashed.com you can go there and then you can enter the same same thing as have I been pwned um, as a matter of fact, have I been pwned? I don't know if they still do, but they used to get a lot of their breaches from Dehash. That's how I discovered them. So you can input your data, and for a price, you can have access to see that data. Now, I do not recommend going and checking other people's data. That is not safe. Uh, unless you're a professional and you're doing that in a professional area, I wouldn't recommend doing that, and that would be illegal to use that information, but it's a great way to see what information they have on you and what you need to start cleaning up after. So that that's going to cover your breach data, your emails, your phone numbers, your usernames, and your accounts. Start making a note of everything that you need to change. Let's not get into it too fast. Listen to the whole episode first because at the end we're going to have add a project for you guys to do and for you guys maybe to hit me back up on and DM me or uh, feel free to ask me any questions. I'll be answering questions for the next three or four weeks after this series is done, so that's that's great. But uh, the next few things we're going to talk about are very important, and when I hear these privacy guides and I listen to these privacy guides and I watch these videos... There's something I see, and it drives me absolutely bonkers. Nobody talks about it, and if they have, I haven't heard it. Maybe I've been living under a rock, but voter registration. If you're in the U.S., your voter registration in a lot of states is public. For instance, and I went over this in some of my videos. I don't remember if they got taken down. I think one of them did, but with a little bit of basic information, like a date of birth, 
a first initial and a last initial, you can you can literally look up people's voter information, who they voted for, some states, um, what political side they favor, and their address. That is dangerous, and there have been a lot of, of scrapes involved in that and breaches involved in that, and that is very dangerous stuff. I use that as one of my methods in OSINT when I'm looking for people, especially uh, when we had the recent election. I would watch people on Facebook, and they'd be like, just voted, and that tells me everything, because then I just go look up your voter information, I notice you updated it, and I found your address. So that's important. It's very, very important to understand that your voter registration can give you away. So just be careful what address you put with that. Uh, you, if, if you feel like moving, you may, you may be able to stay in the same area. Um, I'm not an attorney, and I don't, I don't, this is not legal advice, so don't take it as such, but I would recommend looking out for that. Check that. Is it an address you still live at? Is it not? Are you safe? Is it a family address? Do you want that information really out there? kind of try to clean that up um i don't think there are many states that you can opt out of that if any so please just be mindful of that um i i would love to see people giving or i would love to see states giving people the right to opt out of giving that information away um and i don't think i haven't heard at least of any strides being made to do that um the next thing we're going to talk about is for you business owners if you are a business owner in your state at least in all the states that I have done OSINT skip traced in, and in most states, your business information is public. Now, this isn't your payroll or anything like that. Unless you're a public employee, then your payroll is public. But let's say you opened up Mousepad LLC in the state of, let's see, for what's the first state on Alabama. Let's say you, you opened up Mousepad LLC in Alabama. And you can go to the Alabama business, I think it's going to be called Entity Search, and you can look up Mousepad LLC, and then it's going to give you the address registered, the registered agent, um, every registration date, uh, every every registration year, and all the information that goes with that. That's giving away your personal information. So if you do open a business, I highly recommend using a USPS address at one of their, their boxes because you can register it as a street address, but it's not actually a street address. It's just a P.O. box at a USPS facility. That's what I always recommend doing for that. Um, if that's not something you would like to do, I understand. But if you're, with your business entity search, and that's, that's a very important tool in OSINT, and that gives your information away. I feel like I'm selling weapons to both sides here on a side note. Uh, I'm teaching you guys OSINT, and I'm teaching you guys privacy, so I reckon how to hide from yourself. Um, but hey, I'd love to make privacy a full-time job. I'd love to get out of skip tracing one day. It, it, does, it weighs on you. But that that's gonna that, that's that's gonna be kind of what we're gonna be looking for. That's a brief checklist of what you're going to be looking for, especially when it comes to your digital footprint. Now, before we go ahead and do all of that, and that's why I recommended writing everything down. Before you go ahead and go through with all of that, the first thing you need to do after making a note of everything you have out is coming up with a plan. If you go into this blindsided then you're going to mess up at some point. Now, it's okay to go ahead and just start, you know, 
keeping up to date with things and making sure nothing's getting out, that's fine. But if you're starting from scratch, you need to have a plan. What's your OPSEC? Um, with all this information that you did find, are you going to move? Uh, do you think that your address or your place of residence is at danger because it's being given away on a voter registration or a business record or a data breach? Um, so so what's, what are you going to do? Are you going to move? Um, do you plan on moving? If so, are you going to move to a state where you have the option to opt out of a lot of these online searches? Um, most states offer an or most data brokerage sites offer an opt out feature. However, a lot of a lot of uh, searches and data broker sites don't. For instance, TransUnion or TLO XP is a data brokerage site, and I have had hell these past few years trying to get them to remove my data and finally I moved to a state where and there are several states you can do this now and I'm, I'm loving it I can't wait for all states to adopt this but the thing is I, I had to move to a state where I could opt out of that without any court records because they tried to tell me after emailing them that I wanted to opt out of being on their their data and having my data sold they told me well that's basically impossible you're not going to be able to do that and so I moved to a state where now I can do that and I told them here in my state I don't have to have a reason I have the right to have it removed you can't sell my data therefore without a further takedown notice you're going to be hearing from my attorney that usually will get it by um I've heard stories of where it doesn't but what's your plan here because if you're going full privacy mode, you may want to move to a state where you, where you have a bit of an edge on that, such as, such as what I've recently done. Um, so yeah, create a plan. Um, are you going to release disinformation? That's what I want to talk about earlier. Before you delete things, maybe you want to go in there and leave, maybe change the email, maybe make some burner proton mail accounts, right? Make you a couple burner proton mail accounts for each one of these. It's going to be tedious. I told you it's going to be tedious. Um, some burner phone numbers. You can get seven-day trials for 99 cents with Mint Mobile. Go ahead. Go through this and then put some misinformation in there. Add different passwords. Write everything down and add, add different emails and then burn everything after a period of time where you think they may have sold that new data that you misinformed. So let's say, and I don't recommend doing that with anything legal-wise, like a voter registration or a business record, um, but for any sites that, for instance, Amazon, go ahead, um, send some stuff to just a random BS address, right? Leave that there for a month, two months. Let them sell your data. Let Walmart sell your data to these, these new, sell this new data that's obviously false, and so that way it's replacing that old data. So then you've left a bit of a false cookie trail. You see where I'm going with this? Um... So, so let's see, what, what are you staying private from? That's another thing we need to touch on. Uh, so, so let's say your OPSEC is to move, right? Um, and you do want to release some disinformation. Well, what are you trying to stay private from? Are you just trying to keep your internet usage private from hackers? Are you trying, do you have a stalker? Are you trying to stay, you know, hidden from a stalker? Maybe you were involved in gang activity and you are trying to get away from that. You're trying to just fall off and let this blow over. Maybe you have PIs after you and you're under some sort of surveillance and you're in a heated court case. Are you trying to hide from them? 
Are you trying to hide from governments? Is that your OPSEC? Do you, are you a privacy freedom fighter? Um, me personally, I try to stay as private as possible, especially from governments, but I understand if the government wants to find me, they're going to find me. And that's something I, I hear in these privacy freedom fighters and, and these privacy people who keep preaching privacy and, and government surveillance. Let's be honest, guys. It's, our, it, it's deep. It's already very deep. If a government wants to find us, eventually they're going to find us. Now, do I believe they have the right to surveil us? Of course not. But if they want to find us, they're going to find us. So my OPSEC isn't as much as government, as much as I just don't want to be found for legal reasons and for PIs and things like that, or stalkers and criminals and hackers. And so I know a government could probably easily find me, and it wouldn't take them very long to find me. Uh, they have supercomputers and machines and tools built for that. I just want to stay as private and make it as difficult for them to do that as possible. So so make sure you create a plan here. How are you going to go about this? Do you plan on moving soon? If you do plan on moving, create a good plan to go by. Now, I would give you a base plan and, and a cookie-cutter plan to go by, but everyone's going to be different, so I'm not going to give you a cookie-cutter plan for everyone to go by. If you want something like that, there are plenty of other privacy preachers that will tell you that. I know yours is going to be different than everybody else's. No one's is the same. No one has the same data. That's what makes us unique. So that's going to wrap this part one of the show up. I'm going to go ahead and do a little bit of shout outs. It's going to be cut a little bit short. um, And I will be right back. We're going to get into this. Um, I don't have too much, unfortunately, to talk about engagement-wise, but I have two things I really do want to bring up. Um, The first thing is there is a somewhat newer member of this community. He started a podcast. His name is John, and he has the podcast named What the Shell. You guys should check that out. Now, this is not sponsored. In no way is he paying me. But I really do enjoy his podcast, and me and him have been talking quite a bit, and hopefully soon we will be able to do some collaborations together. Um, But great job, John. Your podcast is absolutely amazing. If you love this show, go check his out. I personally, I love it. He he doesn't talk as much from what I've heard on the how-tos and in more of the up-to-date stuff he he tells his podcast in a story form and he tells some incredible stories and i listened to the kevin mitnick episodes and those were absolutely great um he's got a great voice for it he's got a great setup and it just really wraps you into his podcast so great job john um that's a great great format and i am going to be hopefully leaving a link in the description of this show if you guys want to go check out his instagram uh and there's a link in his bio where you can also go check out his podcast on apple it is also on spotify uh i don't know what other platforms you're on but i know you're on 
Spotify and Apple. Because I listen to you on Spotify and I have clicked the Apple link in your description. So, great job on that podcast. I am absolutely loving it and I cannot wait for the next episode. The next thing we're going to talk about, and it's another Instagram account, uh, and this is Noah Axon. Uh, he goes by the handle 4XONN or 4X0NN. I'll also leave a link in the description of this podcast for you guys to go check uh, him out. But he posted something this week, and I asked him in the comment description if I can talk about this on the episode. And I am definitely going to talk about this on one of his posts because this is something great to say. And I'm just going to read this out loud. Um, this is this is incredible what he said, and I really I couldn't say it better myself. Uh, and I try I shared it, and uh, this is wonderful. And I'd love to share this with with you guys because it's it's what I've been preaching about community. You know, I love having this great community. I love being able to help people, and he loves it too. I can definitely tell with the passion he put into this. And it says, Hacker. Hacker is a label that shines brightest when bestowed upon you by your peers. Acceptance is earned by merit. Give a talk. Create useful open source tools. Publish a blog. Collaborate with others and help them improve their projects. Write some magazine articles or a book. Teach. Draw inspiration from others and build upon their work. Don't be afraid to copy an interesting project. But try to add your own twist and always give credit to those who inspired you. Always celebrate your peers' success, even if you did it first, even if yours is better, even if they tried to one-up you, and especially if they credit you. The highest form of compliment a hacker can give you is to follow your footsteps. The highest form of success you can have to is to inspire someone to explore the body of knowledge further than any one before. I absolutely loved that. That, it, it kind of touched me. And I'm going to be honest with you guys, that is the attitude we all need to have going into this, especially if you're new to the community. I, I, I want to personally apologize for anybody that has been a gatekeeper or puts you down, anything like that. And, and I mean, just this morning, I was in a Discord server talking to some guys, and somebody was talking about how only skids use Metasploit. And I was like, why, why put them down like that, first of all? Second of all, it's a great tool. Don't let people put you down like that. Metasploit's a wonderful tool to use. Now, granted, you should understand how to use it before using it. Don't just use it to use it to look cool. But if you're truly trying to understand it and you're new to the game then that's fine, you know. I'm sorry for gatekeepers that have been acting like this. This community has been getting toxic. And I believe, I've, I've talked to John from What the Shell about this, and I've, I've talked to, or briefly talked to some other people on Instagram about this, and we all are growing to get very tired of, of this gatekeeper mentality and these people just genuinely being... Ge- jerks about it, not wanting to help people, not wanting to teach people, not wanting to steer people in the right direction. So we're all we're all here for you. I know we, especially me, even if they aren't, I promise you I'm going to be here for you, but they're, they're here for you. We're all here for you to help you if you're new to the game or even if you're experienced and you may be wanting to learn something a little bit different and you have questions, you know, that's what we're here for. By no means are any of us perfect. 
I can I can say that on behalf of every hacker ever. None of us are perfect. None of us have all the knowledge. There's always going to be someone better than you at something. It's how we collaborate with one another and build on each other's strengths and weaknesses that make us such a great and strong and tight community. That's that's what I wanted to talk about this week, though. I really appreciated that. Um, if you guys would love to talk more about these kind of things or engage more with the podcast i'm starting a hashtag on instagram i will be releasing that hashtag tomorrow on my monday post and in the description if you read it you can hear me talk about that hashtag and you can just tag me in it and if i like it i'll repost it or i'll talk about it in the podcast and i'll give you a free shout out It gives me some content, and it helps all of us in the community understand things better. So thank you so much. Uh, I'm going to get back to our regularly scheduled episode, and I hope you guys enjoy the rest of this. go ahead and uh, wrap this up. I hope you guys enjoyed that engagement section because I know I did. Um, Very inspiring. But let's go ahead and get on to the final part of part one. Um, Now, like I said, we're not going ahead and engaging anything in this episode yet. We're not going ahead and doing anything major yet except, like I said earlier, creating your plan and coming up with your OPSEC. What are you trying to hide from? What's your reasoning? Um, Is it just general privacy or or do you have something to hide from? Um, But this is going to be titled Time to Clean Up and it is time to clean up. It's time to start uh, changing the way we go about things um, because before we can do anything else, we need to know first it we can't we have to stop doing what we've been doing for years. It's time to just nip it in the bud, make the change, start doing things a little bit better. And the first step to doing that is changing our day-to-day tasks. Firstly, it's time to stop using social media all the time. I I know it's it's fun to just sit there and scroll through when you're bored. I get that. Um, do you can always do what I do, which is a little extreme. Uh, either have a entirely separate phone connected to a bogus Wi-Fi network, uh, oh, good range from your home, and then scroll that way. Or, or another way I do it is I just run VMs on different devices and I scroll that way. If you'll notice, I'm not very active on the weekends because I leave my social media phone at work because that's where I usually am during the day when I post Uh, and I know you shouldn't be posting at work I have breaks I plan everything out I post and during my breaks I engage when I come home I log in with a VM or whatever or in an encrypted browser over Tor or over a VPN and then I go through that way and then engage that way. It's a little extreme. If you don't want to get rid of social media altogether, I understand. Uh, But when accessing it, please be careful. Uh, Use your VPN. If you can, use Tor. It can be very slow. Um, But, I mean, that's completely up to you whether you trust them with your data or not. I would recommend uh, getting rid of the accounts you have now, like we talked about earlier. Go ahead and get rid of those accounts. Create new ones with bogus burner information. 
Um, don't give it any of your real information. If you can get away without having a phone number, please do. If so, use a burner number. I've done it a thousand times, I'll do it a thousand more. Um, they'll try to take that away from us, and we will come up with different ways to do it. Because uh, there's always going to be a company that wants to profit off of that. Right now, uh, it's Mint Mobile. I love the Mint Mobile cards. I'm actually a full-time member of Mint Mobile. I only use Mint Mobile. I love Mint Mobile. Great company. Um, but they're, and you don't have to give them your real information either. And I don't give them my real information. Which is great. But it's time to start encrypting things. So let's talk about your basic forms of communication for calling and for messaging and text messaging. I use Signal. Now, if you use Signal and someone else doesn't use Signal, it's not encrypted. It's just a standard SMS message. So the hard part is convincing everybody to get on Signal or whatever encrypted platform you decide to use. I personally, I enjoy Signal. I like Signal. I've used Signal for a long time. Some of you may that may not fit your OPSEC, so don't use it. Um, but for basic standard text messaging, I think one of the easiest things to go for is going to be Signal. And I love it. Um, you can video call, you can do pretty much everything you could do with a regular messenger, except all in one app. And another thing I like is it has built-in contacts, so you're able to import that to other devices, and it's all it's all in one app. You can call, video call, and message, and send voice recordings, all from one app. You don't have to have the texting app and the call app on your phone anymore. You can just, just, just have Signal. That's all you need signal um start de-googling that's another thing you could do um i know i own a chromebook and it runs the brave browser uh which i mean i'm not very as concerned about google um i have everything set to not track and to not share my data whether it does or doesn't that's a bit iffy but it is also with a burner email but if that fits your opsec go for it if it doesn't i wouldn't get a if i wouldn't get a chromebook if it doesn't fit your opsec um, but yes, messaging, go for Signal, uh, start using a bit more of a private browser. Uh, you could always use the DuckDuckGo browser, you could set Firefox, uh, all your privacy settings to high. Uh, Firefox, I believe, is actually open source, so if you're a dev, you can always customize it to fit your needs. Um, the Chromium browser is a great option. Uh, I currently, I mentioned a while back I was testing out the Brave browser. I'm not complete with my tests yet, but so far I'm kind of liking it. Um, it seems like it doesn't give me much on a page. Uh, I don't know if I've got the settings wrong, but I just don't feel like I'm getting, even if I ch I've even experimented changing with the browser itself and what search engine I use, I still feel like I'm not getting the right answers. I've looked things up with Google Chrome, I've looked things up with Safari, and I've looked things up with DuckDuckGo, and for just standard Brave browser and the different search engines there. I feel like I'm not getting all the same information, but that could just be me. Um, probably It's probably just me or something I'm doing wrong, but that's that's where I've, I've hit a bit of an iffy point with Brave browser, but I enjoy the privacy features and being able to communicate and do things in a browser over Tor by default. Um, you can always go with ProtonMail for your email. Now, some people go with Tutanota, um, and there's other privacy-oriented uh, email services that you can get. I recommend ProtonMail, though. Uh, they've stood the test of time. They stood up to courts, and I know with recent news, 
some things have happened and they've been kind of on on thin ice there but you have to remember they are gonna have to work with law enforcement they have to so it's the law or their company will be shut down but so you have to to know those things so when accessing your proton mail i advise going over a vpn to do it or even tor so if the logs are tracked then they're not going to get your ip address see where i'm going with this so for email account i recommend proton mail you can also send them cash in the mail to fund your account which is a pretty cool feature and i enjoy doing that so i don't have to leave a money trail um you can you can use matrix for mass communications um you can use discord uh discord's not a privacy focused application or platform whatsoever though so if you do decide to use discord access it over a vpn tour if possible um burner information like always i i use discord but over so many extreme privacy measures that i i I think i'm pretty safe for my own opsec but for your opsec i would recommend if if it fits you i would recommend using a matrix server because it's decentralized and it's using a a encrypted platform a much more safer platform um like i said earlier i start to use burner social media devices if necessary so like i have several devices and i don't let any of them cross contaminate so i have one device for one alias and i don't let anything on that device any accounts any emails any phone numbers even a contact cross contaminate with any other of my devices so that's important burner social media devices if necessary and now here's something it's a bit physical rather than a digital good um a faraday cage or a faraday bag uh that's a great thing to have it blocks all rf frequencies so what i do with the social media phone or the phone i use at work for two-factor authentication and what have you i drop in a faraday cage on my way home at a certain point and i actually got this idea from michael basil uh he goes to a five-way on his way home from work and then he drops his device in a faraday cage drives around a little bit and then goes home so if anyone's following him he's gonna notice they're gonna get mixed up in the five way and then they also can't track his device i started doing that myself and i find it to be a very helpful uh, method of doing things so a faraday cage is always a good thing to have now we're reaching the end of the episode and i promised a project for you guys to work on this week if you don't work on it that's okay if you do work on it uh let me know um go hashtag cyber sector seven that's cyber sector seven tag me in it dm me email me let me know how it's going for you um but the project is going through all of and now we talk about this in step one all of those sites that you have all that data with and that you've signed up for all those maybe a hundred sites you know go through them check them and request your data ask for your data go through it see who sold it take that same data look it up on google try to track it see what uh what people search sites it's ended up on i encourage you to do this and then after that after you see where your data is gone you have a good idea for who's selling what to where which is great to know in OSINT if you want a piece of information from Facebook, finding out what people search site it's going to end up on or what data broker is going to have it. 
go ahead and uh, come up with your plan. So now you know where everything's at, so you have a very good understanding. You have a blueprint. Come up with your plan after you've requested your data. Start to execute it. I'm going to see you guys in two weeks. I hope you've enjoyed this. Uh, send me an email on ProtonMail if you're, uh, how your plan is going. Uh, if you need any help, I will try my best to be there for you guys. Um, and if you would like to sponsor the show please feel free to sponsor the show. Um, But before you go ahead to try to sponsor the show, just know if I don't believe in your product or if it's going to lie to me and I'm going to have to lie to people and my followers about it, I'm not going to allow you to sponsor the show. And I'll probably say something about it. So just know, like a recent VPN situation, if you try to get me to sponsor this show or if you try to sponsor the show with that and you want me to directly lie for you i'm not going to do it but if you're an honest upfront company who would just like a spot on this show let me know i will put it there i will do my own research and then i will let you know and you could get a spot here thanks a lot guys i love you so much i hope you're just having a great next two weeks i hope you've had a great two weeks since the last show And I hope everything's going well for you in your life. Be safe, stay private, and stay secure, my peeps.